Hey, TCOM Boomers, it's Sarah. And before we get into today's episode, we have a little bit of a special treat for you guys today. Um, I'm sure a lot of you remember my best friend, Ava Heatley, who was our guest on our High School Musical 3 episode. She asked me earlier this summer to record a cover of Hilary Duff's Come Clean with her. And I obviously said yes immediately. And I'm so impressed with how it turned out. Ava and our good friend Zeno worked on this track together and I got to do a verse and some really fun harmonies and I just think it's such a banger and I think you guys will like it too. So we're gonna play that for you now and we'll get right into our episode after that. And if you like what you hear and want to listen to this song outside of the decom boom, you can find it. It's streaming everywhere. If you search Ava Heatley, come clean, it's going to come up and yeah, enjoy. Let's go.
Welcome back to the decom boom. Hi guys, welcome back. It's still summer, so you know that we are just still having fun and serving you up another summery decom today. Yes. We're very excited. Um, and yeah, we decided to go a little more obscure, a little older than the Camp Rock films mm-hmm. this week. Um and I'm very curious, Nora, to hear what you remember about this movie, Rip Girls, because I feel like I could be wrong, but I thought watching this that this could be similar to like a right on track or a motocross where like most of the times when I watched this when I was little, you weren't there. But is that true? No. Yes. I don't think that I had ever seen this. <gasps> um, oh none of it was familiar to me at all. Ah! Um, yeah, I don't think that I had ever seen it. Okay, yeah, that's kind of, I had that hunch, like this, Rip Girls, weirdly, this is the exact sweet spot for me of like, what got me most excited to do this podcast, because it's right in that sweet spot for me where like, it's very mysterious in like Mm -hmm. how I remember it, because I know when I last watched it, I was so young. So I, I, it's like, I know that I loved it, but I don't really like remember that much about it. And it's kind of like shrouded in mystery. So I was very excited Mm -hmm. to rewatch this one. Like this is one of those movies that when I was little when I would see it on the TV guide I would like get like such a chill of excitement of like oh my god rip girls that's so funny to me because it's so like to me watching it I was like I can't believe this is like a kids movie because it's just like it's just weird yeah like it's like so serious it is and it's like so soap opera and dramatic and I don't it's like funny that kids would love this movie but I guess I get it. Soap opera is a good way to put it. Like I found this really funny um, like YouTube account called Human Films. And it's like these two young men. They're probably like early 20s that review or review movies. And this was one of the ones they did. And the headline was like Rip Girls Aged Like Old Milk or something or Aged Like Milk. And they were like they had never seen it as kids. And they were like and they had this hilarious quote that was like, did movies used to be more boring or did life just used to be more boring? Because like this movie is so dull. And I was like, I know what they mean, but to me there's something so comforting about this movie. Like it's kind of just like, it literally does feel like so dated and like so soap opery. Yeah, no, it feels very dated. And I did think that it was a little bit boring. Yeah, no, I think that's very valid. Yeah, I I just kind of was left with a feeling of like, yeah 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 Yeah, like that's kind of how I felt like okay yeah and yeah it's definitely one that like feels it feels a little older than it is I think because it premiered on April 22nd 2000 so yeah I definitely wasn't watching like this on premiere night um just for some reference because this is I guess a surfing movie although is it yeah i don't think it should be called rip girls like it's very much like the promo suggests surfing movie well it's kind of a surfing movie yeah but like barely really like there's not that much surfing in it it's like about but it's all about you don't really see surfing that often yeah i feel like this movie just missed so many opportunities for fun and like cool things to happen they just like missed all of them yeah i don't disagree at all and like just for reference like 
it came after Johnny Tsunami mm-hmm. and before Blue Crush. <laughs> right. But Johnny Tsunami, Sarah, is mostly a skiing movie. I know. I always forget that. Um, but like there is surfing like at the beginning, at the beginning. I believe. Yeah. yeah. Part of why we felt called to do Rip Girls at this moment in time, I mean, we're full disclosure, we're recording this a little bit before it's probably going to end up coming out. Yeah. But currently... Camilla Bell, who is the star of this film, is a little bit a little bit in the news, like not really, but like she's she's in the subtext of the news because Speak Now Taylor's version came out recently and the song Better Than Revenge from Speak Now is kind of widely known to be not about confirmed, but we all know it's about Camilla Bell yeah. who dated Joe Jonas right after Taylor Swift. Yes. I mean, our last couple movies are very linked, going right from Camp Rock into this. Camilla Bell is a little kid in this, but who knew that one day she'd be known as the girl who's better known for the things she does on the mattress. I know. So crazy. For people that have no idea what we're talking about, yes, Taylor Swift dated Joe Jonas in 2008. Camilla Bell and Joe Jonas dated from 2008 to 2009. They met filming the Love Bug music video. (gasps) Which is so good. It's so good. And she looks beautiful in the video. She does. She's stunning. And yeah, basically Taylor wrote the diss track of the century, making references that were just clearly about Camilla Bell. I mean, she references a prep school. Camilla Bell went to prep school. Mm -hmm. She mentions no amount of vintage dresses give you dignity. Camilla was a bit of a style icon. And also she's the love bug music video is so vintage in like 50s and she's wearing a vintage dress in the video. There you go. So it's like obviously about her. Yes. And honestly, I see what Taylor meant about ever present frown. Like Camilla has one of those faces. She's stunning. She has a little bit of like a perpetual resting bitch face. She does. Um, But (laughs) no shade to her. No shade to her. I like and yes this line about she's an actress but she's better known for the things that she does on the mattress you know really got (laughs) a lot of understandable criticism for being slut shamey vibes um yes and didn't camilla like say something about it so i have some research on it so so first of all in 2014 talking to the guardian about this song taylor said quote i was 18 when i wrote that that's the age you are when you think someone can actually take your boyfriend yeah then you grow up and realize no one can take someone from you if they don't want to leave yes Facts, taylor yes um however there was some really kind of juicy beef that happened so in 2015 you all know this it's an iconic moment in pop culture Nicki minaj and taylor's twitter beef the VMAs, yes. uh, you know, Bad Blood got nominated for Music Video of the Year. Anaconda did not. And Nikki didn't name Taylor, but tweeted something about, like, why are there so few female nominees? Like, this is bullshit. And Taylor tweeted something to the effect of, like, I've always supported you. Like, maybe a man took your spot. Like, I don't see why we need to, like, pit women against each other. And Katy Perry, who we all know, this was the era of the Bad Blood music video. Bad mm-hmm. Blood is widely known to be about Katy Perry. Yep. Um, so Katy Perry tweeted, quote, finding it ironic to parade the pit women against other women argument about as one unmeasurably capitalizes on the takedown of a woman. Camilla Bell herself, who had always been silent on this, then commented under Katie's tweet, couldn't have said it better, dot, dot, dot. Ah! And the world was shook. Oh, my God. And, like, here is the thing. So Taylor, speak now, Taylor's version came out 
this month and she changed the lyric she's better known for the things that she does on the mattress to what is it again like he He was a moth moth. to the flame she was holding the matches whoa yes yes to that and people are upset and i just feel like um i feel like we can listen to better than revenge and be like this is a teenager who like can't see the person she loves in a bad light so she has to like think camilla is this like temptress who's like taking joe from her yes and yes it's like a little bit slut shamey yeah it is and like i think obviously as her fan i don't listen to that song and be like she's right like obviously camilla bell like that's a mean to say about camilla bell it's very mean but also i'm just like let us have the slut shaming version because it sounds better and like we can listen to it and not take it that seriously. Yeah. And like, but well, I also feel bad for Camilla because I'm sure she I was really too. shook by that song and she doesn't deserve it. Well, but. you know how I feel, Nora, because the more I've thought about it, the more I actually really stand with Taylor's decision for this reason. <gasps> oh, okay. If it were me, I would have done the same. And mm-hmm. here's why. Like, Taylor has had such a feminist awakening as, like, we both did when we were younger, as mm-hmm. most every woman I know has had at some point and I think it would be important to me to just be like because it's not like she's saying like some crazy statement about like the old version is so problematic I would never condone that she's just like you know what I literally have this perfect opportunity to redo just this one part I don't think it's okay to call people out for what they do in bed anymore so I'm gonna change it because this is also the fact like we're pushing well not you I'm pushing 30 I've grown up with Taylor and I know that she is not a slut shamer but a lot of her fans are super young and it is this nice way of her saying to her younger fans in a subtle way like hey I no longer condone that that's not a great thing to do I hope you don't say that kind of stuff I wouldn't yeah. say that anymore and no, I that's do true get it, and it the, is such a mean lyric it is and the cool thing is we still have both versions because my yeah. thing with better than revenge is like it's so funny because I remember in high school a boy said to me when he found out I was like a huge Taylor Swift fan because I was super I mean I still am a feminist but when I was 17 I was like the most vocal feminist and he was like oh I can't believe you listen to Taylor Swift because of that like mattress lyric and I was like I know but like I guess I just think that songs are like moments in time and I yeah. think like I think that Better Than Revenge is one of the most like savage songs I've ever heard in my life and like it's so savage I think it's like so truly mean-spirited but I also think <laughs> yeah. it's so genius and like it is genius and like I know is worthy of both criticism and praise and yeah. like I'm gonna give it both and like I'm gonna enjoy it and I'm gonna feel sorry for Camilla Bell because I yeah. don't think she deserved to be so absolutely buried yes. by the songwriter of our it just sucks that okay. we like know it's about her i know i wish we didn't because be it's like misery business we don't know who that's about and so it's like i wish Haley wouldn't call a woman a whore but like i'd rather still have misery business than not have misery exactly. business exactly so, so it's yeah. like complicated it is complicated <laughs> and like the other thing that camilla did so in 2016 when everything was going down with kim and kanye and taylor if you don't know what i'm referring to i'm not sure you're at the target audience for this podcast to be <laughs> no it's okay if you don't but camilla like reposted this thing that was like i have the quote it was but basically something like oh revenge isn't necessary like people will eventually like get what they deserve um let me find the exact quote no need for revenge just sit back and wait those who hurt you will eventually screw up themselves and if you're lucky god will let you watch and she added like hashtag quote of the day hashtag happy monday so she was um you know, getting her full circle moment. And the fact is, like, 
Camilla is really justified in being super hurt. Yes. And also not yeah. that we should know this about their love lives because we shouldn't. Yeah. But Joe and Camilla definitely never had sex because he's been like open about losing yeah. his virginity he when like he was like 20 to like his first like, serious girlfriend. Like they never even had sex. It was probably just like, you know, that classic thing where like Taylor's friends were probably like, I feel like she's a horror. And At like, she was a yeah, total horror. And if she was good for her. And also like the lyrics, like because to me, Taylor's other most savage diss track is um, I Bet You Think About Me which is about jake gyllenhaal yes. like it's like literally so mean-spirited and it's like, like so your million great. dollar couch yes and like to me like the, the lyrics in that song where it like it like reeks and i, I say this with, i'm literally the biggest swifty ever but like that song which i love like also like reeks of like taylor's own insecurities but like yes. i know i'm not oh, smart yeah. and like rich okay oh my god that better yeah. than revenge is her projecting everything she feels bad about exactly. herself onto camilla exactly she's like okay prep school okay vintage dresses okay See, you're i like, grew up on a farm no it wasn't a mansion yeah, and it's like that but that's what i love about both these songs is they have this aching vulnerability yeah and i like love it and i just i'm obsessed with the fact that you can write both mean and better than revenge like in the same breath it's like yes. women are so complicated i like, know i want to celebrate our and flaws. also like you can logically know it's wrong to hate a girl and because she's with your ex-boyfriend but like it's also okay if just sometimes yeah. you need to be like I hate her and she's the reason we're not together. Yeah. Even if it's not true, just sometimes it helps you grieve. And like, that's okay. It's like, I would rather him get sent away to war yeah. than move on. For oh, I'd rather him die in a war than move on. Yeah. <laughs> you might have him, but I always get the last word. Like, I know, it's like, because why do you even need it, Taylor? But it's just so fucking true. Like, she does she always, always get the, has last, the last word. Like, for better or worse. I and know. I'm just like, I'm so sorry that you had to be taken down this way, Camilla, but like, I know by the meanest eighteen year olds in America. Like, no. I know, like she really did just like bury you. And I have to she give her her flowers for that. Percent buried her. But to be honest, today is all about Camilla. I know she's the star of this film. She is the star of this film, and she's just a little girl in it. She's like thirteen or something. She's, she's a baby. really really cute. Yeah, I and remember as a kid, yeah. I was like, I want to look just like her in this movie. Really? Yeah. Yeah, she's really cute. Yeah, so this movie takes place in Hawaii. Yes. Yes, we are in Hawaii, and the Disney Plus description for Rip Girls is short and sweet. Sydney questions a decision to sell her inherited Hawaiian land. Um, Nora, do you want to guess the Rotten Tomato score? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's nothing technically wrong with the movie. Um, I guess it got like a 52%. Uh, 69 Okay, let's jump in, right? Okay, let's, let's jump into let's jump into the recap. Camilla Bell's big moment. Big moment before she was better known for the things <laughs> that she does on the mattress. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're in Hawaii and our first scene we see Sydney, who is played by Camilla, and her dad and her stepmom are on a plane going back to where basically Sydney was born, Hawaii. And we learn in this first scene that there's some trauma mm -hmm. surrounding this family. Sydney says that her dad doesn't like to come back here. And then she's like, mostly, I think, because of my mom. But I don't really remember my mom. She's like, I only remember my stepmom. So we're like, OK, her mom is dead. dead. As many Disney moms are. Yeah. Um, and we're like, OK, got it. Got it. And we also see this little glimpse of the fact that her dad is like overprotective because she is like kind of like moving around in her plane seat to like snap some photos out the window and her dad's like, hey, buckle up. And she like her voiceover is like, I know dad only does that because he cares, but like it's a bit it's much. It's a bit much. Yeah. It is a bit much. It really is. Also at this point, so she's snapping 
photos out the window and she's like high in the sky and i'm like why then when we see the photo is it like a close-up of a waterfall okay (laughs) not a close-up of a waterfall but you would be surprised at the shots you can get out of plane window no but not these she's literally like not these you would see like everything should be tiny like it's like full like okay like right next to it yeah that's insane what that is insane (laughs) (laughs) i didn't really notice that that's insane it's funny um this movie is like i feel like i took like it's like someone like gave the film a muscle relaxer yes the whole thing is like so one note and like when there are drama moments it's like okay kind of but like everything's still so monotone and like i know i mean no shade to camilla she's just a little kid but i'm like feel something camilla yeah i mean her character is basically like who is this woman yeah like like both her and her dad it's like you're not so much characters as plot devices but you're also the main characters i know but like it's like huh to me the only gia Gia, who is she oh i love gia oh i don't love gia the (gasps) only person i love is gia's mom who i'm obsessed with don't bring this gia slander into this face gia i'm like this girl's acting is insane coolest bitch ever i love she's cool but it's like I know her acting her acting's isn't bad. Good. Her acting is definitely not good. However, I think she is just so. I love yeah, Gia. I mean, she was cool and she was like being cool, but I don't know. I wasn't really caring about their friendship. I wasn't really caring about like, I don't know. I, they did like really bad to me, really bad world building. Like yeah. this could have been so cool. Mm-hmm. Like you're in Hawaii. There's like this new culture, like surf culture is super cool. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like other than literally everyone but malia who is gia's mom i was like you're giving me nothing but basically after this little plane ride um sydney and her dad and her stepmom elizabeth arrive at this like really beautiful home on a big property and this is like where sydney used to live when she was like a super little kid with her parents um but it's just been like sitting abandoned for years because they've been living in chicago Mm mm-hmm um and sydney's like walking around the property snapping pics and she arrives at a beach and this is where we get our first glimpse of this girl gia that we've talked about um and sydney's voiceover is like basically saying like i'm always too scared to like try anything i'm always just living on the outside and like i wonder what it would be like to like do things like other kids and she says like this a lot throughout the movie and it's just sort of like what like it's not really like a real thought it's just like at home my dad just locks me in a cage and gives me meals through the bars <laughs> like she's kind of giving that because like we don't know what your life is like at home and like no. your relationship hasn't really been explained so it's just like what do you mean sydney like what are you what are you saying yeah and like I, it's weird because like they show obviously that the dad is really overprotective but it's not even like a classic thing of sydney really being like i mean a little bit but she's not really like dad you never let me do anything it's more her just being like I wonder what it's like to try something. It's like it's bizarre. Just something like just anything. I know. Like it's very strange. It's very strange. It's a little, like robotic. No, I'm like, who is this girl? Yeah, we really don't. We know. don't know. Yeah, um, but she's taking pictures of the surfers, um, and then later we see Sydney back at home, and she walks in the front door of this house, and she's like looking around dramatically, and I was just really struck in this moment by the fact that, like, as a kid, like acting out moments like this was such a big part of my imaginative play like i would just like open our front door of our house and like, look in like <laughs> oh 100 is anyone here mom's like hi in the kitchen you're like i'm oh. like mom stop I'm no i know here. i still i i mean i'm always craving mystery i yes. mean even right now with the plain girl oh yeah i'm obsessed wait with who you and the plain girl right now wait no 
Stop. You don't know about Plain Girl? What is Plain okay, Girl? Okay, guys, if Spill more... Okay, I have to say that at this time that we're recording, yeah. she's missing. So if more comes <gasps> out, like, Wait, I didn't you mean know. Crazy Plain Girl? Don't call her crazy. I'm sorry. I'm know. sorry. The girl who was like, you're not real. That yeah, girl? Yeah, so don't you <gasps> hope... Missing? Like, don't you hope so bad that she's telling the truth? Because don't you... Oh, no, because I that's would, dark. I know, but I would... I'm, I've been watching Lost. So yeah. I'm like... Wait, why the fuck is she missing? No one knows why she's missing. Oh, no. And I just, like, need... How iconic would it be if someone was actually, like... Someone wasn't real. She comes forward and she's like, guys, I was not, like... <gasps> I was completely sane. Like, someone was not real on that plane. Like, I would oh, live for that. Oh, my God. That would be so creepy and amazing. I know. As long it, as, like, she's safe and stuff, I want that to be real. But I just, like, am, like, <sighs> I want weird stuff to start happening like that. I know. I know. And that's always been my dream. And, yeah, and I just remember being a kid in, like, um taking like the candle holder off the mantle and like walking around with the candle just like yes what's in here yes i mean i'm having that right now with lost i'm like i want to get stranded on an island a little bit a little bit if i'm with hotties like that if yeah. if jack's there sign me up <laughs> i do want like a spooky adventure as long as like i live and stuff and i'm not like too traumatized yeah yeah, yeah. if i'm with a, a great cast of characters like yeah. that i'm down yeah like, so i would cool. not look like as good as they look but yeah, Cindy's just like exploring this place that used to be her childhood home and she sees like this random cat um, and her dad is like so dramatic like because the cat like startles her and he's like, be careful, Cindy. We don't know what we might find here. It's, <laughs> it's like, like so drama. Okay. The dad is like so days of our lives king. Yeah. He is so dramatic and every time he speaks, there's like soap opera music behind it. I know. It's so true. He's always like doing the most and not in a good way and then this uh random man walks in and says aloha this is Bo. he's a local and he's basically like kind of like helping them like facilitate like oh what do you want to do with the property but like he is like a local hawaiian who like knew um miss leilani who was basically sydney's like great aunt like mm-hmm. her grandmother's sister um and she like owns this place because basically their house is on like a large property that used to be like a working plantation and mm-hmm. has kind of like fallen into disrepair but you know Bo was kind of telling them like the land is still good like this place could be you know turned around um and Sydney's dad is very much like whoa we're not farmers like this is beachfront property we're just trying to like sell this and move on with our lives mm-hmm. so that's kind of like the central problem of the film is that Sydney's dad wants to sell this place um but it is like as Sydney will learn, like a big part of her family on her mom's side's mm-hmm. history. Yep, true. And then Sydney finds this picture. She's looking through a scrapbook and she comes upon a picture of a young woman with a surfboard and she's like, huh. And she's kind of like asking her dad, like, is this my mom? And he's kind of like, I don't know. I don't I can't I, can't, I just can't and then she's like oh I didn't know she surfed and he like his reaction is to surfing is like so extreme that it's like okay oh, obviously something she, traumatic happened yeah. with surfing right. and the dad it's like you're not subtle and it's quite obvious and yeah. it's clear he hasn't really healed this wound no and like his new wife Elizabeth is like looking at him during this like sadly and knowingly like clearly she knows this man has not processed his past which how like, painful for her how painful for her and like i'm also just like uh, listen i get it death is hard but 
it's very fucked that Sydney is 13 and doesn't know anything about her mom and has never seen a photo of her. Like, are you kidding? Yeah, even the girls in the parent trap had that one that, half yeah, picture. That's literally what I was thinking. Yes, at least they had the one. It's so sad because I just really do think the best course of action when someone dies is to like keep their memory alive and he's taking the opposite route and it's very sad but it's also that frustrating thing where the dad is just such a one-dimensional not fleshed out character that you don't even really like you're just kind of like okay yeah your whole thing is that you're like we don't speak of it and it's like just kind of like i know uh, i wasn't getting the emotional feelings that i got watching smart house with that dead mom arc you're not the only one that lost someone ben or even i would argue like spin like i I found that dad's thing which he was doing a similar thing yeah throwing himself into work and not really like ever talking about his ex like or his, his um dead wife like it was a little bit more like you felt it totally this is just crazy so this is nuts later that night sydney is like unpacking in her room and she's looking at this photo of her mom again and she like hangs it in her like in her mirror or on her mirror it's very cute um and i was just thinking at this point like just because this is like a very temporary place like they told them basically like in order to like make a decision about like selling this place or keeping this place like sydney a has to be the one to make the decision because Mm -hmm. she's the heir and b she has to live here for at least two weeks that's like a clause in the will or whatever Mm -hmm. so they're staying here for two weeks and when sydney was putting up this photo in her like temporary room i just had this thought of like kids can really make two weeks like an oh, era oh a hundred percent i was yeah. thinking that too like you when were? we went to cancun yeah when we were growing up era. i was like i'm fully unpacking and like this is my space and this is quite literally my home yeah it's like it's for like 12 days this is my home this is my home like i'm like okay i'm basically a local i live here yeah um no i fully like it's so exciting to go anywhere new when you're a kid yes and, and you adapt so quickly it's so true and also just like i was thinking about even like when i was a kid like a two-week like summer camp how like that to me was like again it was like a full era of my life like i would like fall in and out of love i would like make and lose a friend i would like find myself and lose myself like kids are just like time passes so differently for them i know i'm really jealous of them and yeah it's just a completely different kind of vibe it is yeah yeah it's so true so cindy's making herself right at home which is good because this low-key is her home um and the next day she is following this random cat that lives there around the property and it leads her to um like a dilapidated barn yes and you see like a scary owl yeah there's a spooky owl it's like okay (laughs) there's like pretty spooky music that plays of like uh, there's like women's vocals like being like oh like just spooky like that um, and Sydney finds in the barn an old surfboard that says Nani Loa on it. Um, and she's like, ooh, like, look at this beautiful surfboard. And she just, like, runs out of the barn with it because the owl is, like, scaring her. So she's like, okay, got to run out of this barn. But I'm taking this surfboard with me. Real. Yeah. And as she's running, she accidentally runs right into a girl that's on her bike. And the girl falls over. Yes. And this is Gia. And how can you not love her? It's not that I don't love her. It's just that I, one, think her acting is, like, pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she is cool. Yeah, like, the so way cool. she, like, talks and, like, is like, yeah. hey, girl. Like, that's cool. I know. I love her, like, go boy. Like, hey, girl. It's okay. I know. It really is cute. I guess I just, like, I sort of feel like they didn't have good chemistry. So mm-hmm. I didn't really, like, care no, about their true. friendship really at all, to be yes. honest. And I just, like, also, like, I know that you're saying you got a sense of who she was. 
but i got a sense of who she is in one little aspect mm, gia okay. didn't really move me like even they, when they were fighting later on not to get ahead but mm-hmm. like i just don't really care to be honest okay i did care about that part but i you do, did yeah i did but i do know what you mean about the lack of chemistry between them and i think specifically they weren't that far apart in age but they look and seem really far apart in age like i felt like i was watching like a 16 year old and a 13 year old versus like two 14 year olds and like yeah she definitely seemed older but i don't know if that was the only reason i just felt like i didn't believe they would be friends but there is yeah. an interesting element later of like maybe that i mean I, I it wasn't intentional but it almost does sort of work for like the plot reveal that comes later yeah um but mm. yeah no they they didn't really have chemistry i don't disagree there's like hey cool board nice what's next i know i know i know i know you're not wrong right? yeah yeah so basically in this scene you know gia introduces herself and she like sees the surfboard and she's like oh you're the long lost relative like i've heard about you um and they're like starting to kind of form a friendship on the low and sydney shows gia some of like the surfing pictures that she took um and you know gia's really impressed she's like oh my god you got to take more but you got to like really get in the waves to get super good photos and then so yeah gia is like oh you should like totally come surf she invites her to come surf and sydney like is like hanging out with her parents and they're like trying to make a plan for the next day and sydney's like oh i actually like already have plans to like go to the beach with like this girl i met and some of their friends and her dad is like being super of course like it's dangerous like don't you know about undertoes and like currents and riptides like you can't go in the water and like so she's not allowed to like even ever swim she can't touch the water she can't be anywhere near it it was kind of reminding me of like aquamarine but like i know actually she's a mermaid well no like um emma roberts whole thing is she doesn't go in water because her parents drowned but basically like and we see this dynamic where like her dad's really strict and elizabeth is always like (laughs) slowly but surely trying to be like Ben, she says she won't go in the water. Ben. Can't she at least go with her friends? And she's he's like, like, fine. And she's like, okay. Ben, she has a point. Yeah, she, that's like all Elizabeth She's all saying. just being so soap opera. I'm being like, I thought honey, her acting was decent, I gotta though. go. I thought it was decent. It's decent. But it's just like, it's hilarious to me that like, like her scenes, I'm like, why would kids need to know about this? <laughs> like, it's just like insane. Like, I just am like, how are kids watching this? And being like, kids mm, used to be more like. No, that's adult. true. I'm not one to talk. My favorite show when I was 10 was Desperate Housewives. Yeah. So I'm not one to talk. So the next day, she does go to the beach and she sneaks the surfboard with her as well. Um, and when she gets there, you know, Gia is under the impression that she's a surfer. So she's like, come on out. And Cindy's like, oh, I'm going <laughs> to hang on the beach for a bit. <laughs> and she meets Gia's like two girlfriends that are like pretty unimportant, to be honest. Um, this is the dialogue. Who's the girl? She's the one I told you about. <laughs> no, it's true. Especially these it's two girls. Bad. They're acting as like, hi, Sydney, right? And it's like, nice. Oh, you're the girl. Cool. Nice. Nice to meet you, girl. <laughs> Like it's really bad, guys. It's true. Really bad. It's true. It's true, Nora. But then a crew of boys come down onto the beach, and I laughed so hard because I so yeah, I was obsessed with this movie, and like Kona, I had such a crush on him when on I was Kona. Little. So it was so funny to see him out. Like it's not like he's not ugly, but I was just like, oh my god, look at this little boy. Because I remember being like, oh my god, Kona. Right, right. Oh, when you're little, so hot. I yeah. Like, so. Oh my god. 
all the boys are here which is probably so exciting for her to see okay boys are in this town yeah and also kona so kona becomes her love interest and we meet him in this scene he has a cast because he got in like a skateboarding accident yeah which like okay way to make a girl fall in love with you it's she's swooning he surfs too but he can't surf this summer because of his cast so she's like i'm down bad for you yeah as she should be so everyone goes into the water <laughs> and then our girl Sydney is like taking pictures of Kona like kind I, of without his permission. And then he turns around. He like self-deprecating is like, did I break your lens? Ah. She's like, ah, no. Um, and and then, she's bold just snapping pics of him like that. I know. And then they're doing like surf talk where he's like, oh, you have that like cool board, right? She's like, yeah. oh, yeah. And then he's explaining the difference between like a long board and a short board. And he's like saying like, kind of like poetic stuff like it's like crushing the waves slow and fluid keeps you connected and then he she literally says one of my favorite lines i've ever heard you're a poet i didn't expect it i don't know (laughs) (laughs) know. why did she say that no that was like honestly that's the best flirtation i've ever heard in my whole life like imagine you're on a date with someone and they say something just like about what they do for a hobby then you're a poet i i didn't know it i didn't expect it I don't know. <laughs> so iconic. It was like everything to the me. The best part about it is that she's like 13. Old soul. In she a is real old way. soul, to be honest. Girls that are an old soul, I always find so boring. And also just, just like, like quiet and reading. Yeah, they're also just like strange, which Sydney like is kind of odd. She is so odd. Something like not of this world about her. <laughs> I couldn't. She's like Gabriella in the way that yeah. I'm like, I don't. We couldn't chat, girl. No. Like, when I was a kid, I wouldn't be able to connect with her. Because she's not really, like, silly. No. If you're not silly, Whereas, get like, out Gia of here. Or, like, Gia is kind of silly. You love Gia. I, I don't I do. dislike her. I just, I'm like, you're I'm not, not you writing didn't, home you about didn't, her. You didn't, like, get the Gia thing. <laughs> Sorry. That's so mean. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I kind of did get it. I just, like, <laughs> you're just, like, not, like, you're, like, I need more from a movie than just a cool girl. But, yeah, the, the, that really is an iconic moment. And there's another moment here that I love, which is then, like, Kona and Sydney are like watching everyone like surf together and he's kind of like pointing out like uh, like good moments like oh like they just did that really well and he says about one of the girls she's going off <laughs> and Sydney's like that's good right and I thought it was so funny because like it's supposed that's to be kind of now. like server lingo but yeah now we're all like she's going Go off you know yeah. I always say that to you during it's this like, podcast oh, yeah and I thought it was so funny to hear yeah and Sydney like basically like kind of like furthers her lie here at first like she's like yeah i I surf um but then like he does like catch on when she starts like asking him more about like the difference between long and short board because she's like oh my god like short board must be so hard and he's like you definitely don't surf like you definitely don't and Mm -hmm. she's like okay yeah you don't (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's first i was like worried that that was gonna be like the whole thing of the movie and i was like I don't want to watch an hour and a half of her being like, oh, I'll I'll surf another day. So I was happy that this like got squashed early on. I know. Because then it's kind of giving Mitchy. Yeah. I was like worried it was going to be that. And I was like, no, I don't want to see that. You know what? They didn't. I was glad that I didn't see that. But I also didn't like kind of what else I saw either. <laughs> Damn. I get it. You I love, get it. You love this movie. I don't love it, but I just like like it <laughs> interesting i know You're interesting to me. and so now we do cut to um the girls because they you know this this truth spreads fast that sydney can't surf and so gia's like it's fine we'll just teach you yeah so they're like showing her the technique on land at first and 
Sydney's like, I'm just scared that like if I get out there, like you're going to just like think I'm a total dork. Um, and Gia tells her, you don't surf for your friends. You surf for yourself, for how it makes you feel. Just sweet. Love. Yeah. Um, and listen, like when she first gets out there, yeah, she's really bad. She keeps just like falling. Yeah on her back she's bad yeah and it's it's endearing to like eat shit once in a while and, and also during this part we see someone kind of spy on her which is her stepmom elizabeth or is her dad i didn't notice that wait someone did you spies? not see some binoculars looking at her oh my god no i didn't catch okay. that okay someone was fully spying okay now was it i'm kona? plain woman was it who kona like was no, he it was an adult but we couldn't see their face what the hell? That's spooky. Yeah. No, because later Can I watch next time. Maybe, maybe, maybe this always happens to you. Well, later, no, I don't think so because I was gonna say maybe it's Elizabeth because later. Yeah, Elizabeth, I think it's Elizabeth. Okay. So then later on, they go back to the house. Can we go there yet? Yeah, yeah. So they go back to the house, and um, Elizabeth comes in when Sydney's like coming back into her room from the shower, and she's like, "Oh, did you like have fun with your friends out there?" Mm-hmm. And Sydney's like, "What?" And then she's like taking pictures mm-hmm. and then Sydney is like, oh, okay, I thought she busted me, but no, she doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. And then Sydney is kind of opening up to her stepmom about like, my dad is always so nervous about me. He doesn't let me do anything. And Elizabeth is like, sometimes adults just get caught up in their own problems and they don't realize. Yeah. Which is real. And Which is she's true. Right. It's this just, scene it's just is like so strange though. Like, first of all, I don't like that she's in a towel. I was like, we didn't need that. Like, I didn't like that. Yeah, she didn't need to be in a towel for yeah, what? I was like, okay. And then, like, I always just, like, question that when there's, like, a young person. I'm like, Why? Yeah, it's like, let her be in a bathrobe. Yeah, I'm like, we just don't need that. And then, um, I don't know, their dialogue just felt kind of, like, improvised or something. Like, just Elizabeth being like, well, you have a good head on your shoulders and sometimes adults are weird and just, like, keep being smart. Like, it was just no, kind of like, okay. Honestly, like... I get what you're saying of like I did like stuff that was more mature when I was younger I get that but I just don't get what is appealing about this movie to young people because Mm -hmm. the scenes with the surfing and the young kids they're really not like dynamic like they're not fun like they miss so many opportunities to have fun so like Mm -hmm. contrast with these really weird serious scenes the whole thing just feels like so melodramatic and like bizarre to me and I I, like speaking as someone who liked it as a kid like ai was really invested in sydney and kona like very much so mostly because okay. i had a crush on kona and also i remembered him being like edgier like it's so weird because i had this memory that they got in a fight and the whole movie i was waiting for the fight especially because like things kind of like set it up that they might fight and they never do she fights with gia but not him and so like the whole movie i was waiting for it because like I had this memory of like Kona yelling at her and it like didn't ever happen. And maybe I was like, you were confusing it with something else. Maybe. Or maybe I just like as a kid, like wanted him to be meaner or something. I don't know. Toxic. I know. He's but so nice. He's so nice, which I, I actually do love. But um, I don't know. As a kid, I was invested in that. And I was invested in the idea of like when you find out that there's more to you than you mm. thought because i loved movies like that as a kid like parent no Trap i get it i love Princess it too Diaries. like i, I know, love but those movies are fun no, obviously watch. they're so much better than this and so much more fun but that i think is a really core thing about like a lot of kids movies is like but what if you had like this whole other side of you yeah that was like way cooler than you ever thought and you're part of something that you never knew you were part of and like it's that true. is like it's the true. central point of this movie is like she didn't know anything about her mom or this world and like now she's learning all about it 
And we don't see any emotional change in her really until the very end of like, yeah, there's no like dad. Like, I know. Why did you take so long to bring me here? There's no yeah. like, I don't know. I'm just like getting absolutely nothing from Miss girl. Yeah. And I just am like, who cares? No, I totally get like, I think it's like a, I think it's a really like solid idea, but I don't think they like did much with it. No. Um, yeah, no, I completely agree. It's like the bones were there and they just like let them be the bones and we're like oh now we're gonna shoot this scene it's like okay yeah this isn't really coming together (laughs) (laughs) they're editing it like we have nothing but fuck disney needs this yeah um so yeah basically now we're we see a meeting with these like two realtors that are very like money hungry they're just classic hi babe want to sell your property (laughs) yeah exactly and that local guy Bo who's um we met at the beginning at the house is there as well and he's sort of like the cautious voice being like well like reminder Miss Leilani like got a lot of these offers too and she never wanted to sell yeah basically he's like protect the island they're like money 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 resort hotel beachfront yes (laughs) exactly because the prospective buyer wants to turn this land into a fancy resort um, and they show them a model of this resort and it just looks like offensive to the eye unless you're a capitalist pig. Yes. Um, yeah. And, you know, Sydney is like asking questions like, well, where, what's going to happen to like the old barn? Like, I don't see that on the map. And they're like, um, great question. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think that might be negotiable. Yeah, for sure. Yes. And then the really bad thing they find out is that the beach where all her friends surf at, if it turn gets turned into a resort the beach would only be available to hotel guests. Yeah. So she's like, that is like going to really F with these people that I'm learning to really love. Yes, exactly. So she's like, I don't know about this. So now we do see a surfing montage because Sydney arrives on the beach and Gia is like, girl, like I have a feeling you're going to own these waves today. Like, let's go. Um, And then we see Sydney like, really starting to actually surf she does stand up on like a little small wave i like this scene i thought the song was fun and i wanted more of this in the movie of like play me a really fun early 2000s song and let me see some cool surfing and my girlies having fun and loving life and it's just like i needed some of that lightness compared with the drama and this Mm -hmm. is to me like one of the only moments of this we got it's true. It's one of the only surfing sequences, really. Yeah. Um, besides some of, you know, Sydney snapping pics. Um, a weird thing about the song that plays here, so I couldn't find it. So this is the thing. When I did some, like, looking online, YouTube videos of this scene, the song that's playing is Rev It Up by Bewitched. But that wasn't oh. playing in the version I watched. No, it's not a Bewitched song. No. So I, I'm pretty sure that it was Rev It Up by Bewitched in the original version that like people watched on Disney Channel. And I think because of a licensing thing, they replaced it with some like really generic song that you can't find. It's still good. I like it, but I don't know what it is. And I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Yeah. So this is, this is a fun moment. And Sydney is like, really, this is the first time I feel like we've seen her like really like happy. Her ever present frown is a a little troubling. troubling, As Taylor would say. Yes. She didn't change that lyric. She, she stands by I'm that psycho because I like to, to rhyme her name with things. things. What do you think that was? Is it confirmed that because Camila Hell? Well, no, I, I always heard that in I I didn't hear it on the re-record though. I had always heard that really buried in the mix at that point. She says Cruella, which people think like loosely rhymes with Camilla. It doesn't really, but like close enough. 
Taylor, you petty ass I bitch. Know. Just because this girl was in the Love Bug music video. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, Taylor never got to be in a Joe Brown music video because I saw, I was watching Burning Up, but I was like, okay, Selena is in this. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. So Taylor really got screwed on that front. I mean, the truth of the matter is they dated for such a small amount of time. But to a girl, that's everything. <laughs> I know. And yeah. no, I mean, if I went on one date with Joe Jonas, it would have destroyed my It would have ruined me for so, years. Yeah. For sure. I mean, yeah. Uh, like, Kona is actually, like, watching this scene from up above on his, like, there's, like, a half pipe that's, like, on a little cliff, like, overlooking the beach. And so... Sydney, like when she gets out of the water, she's like looking up at Kona and she asks Gia, she's like, are you and Kona, um, uh, you know, and Gia's like tight. Yeah, yeah. He's my best friend. And Gia's kind of like rambling about like, yeah, I love him so much. Like he's a great guy. And then she's like, oh, do I like him like that? No. Gia? Gay? Question mark? I think it's a strong possibility. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Um, no, so yeah, Sydney reveals that she's crushing on Kona. Yes, and she's got a bad. Yes, and Gia right away is like, no way, Kona. And Sydney's <laughs> like, no, 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 she's you like, can't. That's tell. not how we do it in Chicago. Exactly. In Hawaii, that probably is how they do it. Probably, and as they should. As they should. And basically, then Sydney's like, is he as together as he seems? What 13 year old? <laughs> like, I would ask that now as a 24 year old. What does she mean? I would just ask, is he as nice as he seems? Yeah, yeah not does he have it together? Because he also doesn't seem like he has it together. He has a cast. He's, he's, like, a, he's a surfer skater. He does not have it together. Yeah, that, like, wouldn't None be of them how do. I would describe him, you know? Is he as together as he seems? <laughs> so <laughs> funny. She's wild to me. I know. But then Gia is just basically like, wingmanning for him she's like oh my god yeah he's amazing like he's a great listener like he's Rare. he draws like if you've seen those cartoons and like the little like beach shack thing like he draws all those he's like really chill um and she is like you know like i won't tell me like him but like he would be sto- so stoked which i think is so oh, cute that is so cute and so exciting for a young girl to hear i know but i do love how gia ends this conversation she says um don't get too excited because he's still a thick-headed gross out boy just like the rest of them gay yeah she's gay i think definitely yeah. especially how like it didn't even occur to her to like think of kona as like a romantic <laughs> no. she's like oh kona like oh no no sweetie no she's like i would never disgusting oh but for you sure yeah and then of course so this is another moment where it's like so predictable what's gonna occur because she is like let's get back in the water and sydney's like again i feel like we've already surfed a lot but okay so we're like okay something bad's going to happen and then it does yeah, she gets caught up in a wave and then she's fully bleeding. Like, she's washed up on the shore bleeding. Like, oh my God. It literally makes no sense because, like, when she, like, falls off her board, she's, like, literally like, basically on land. All of a sudden, she's in, like, the deepest water you've ever seen drowning. <laughs> and, like, I know that there are, like, undertoes and shit, but, like, I, I don't think that's what happens here. I can't say. She, I don't like, know enough about the ocean. For no reason. Like, she didn't, like, hit her head on a rock, I don't think. I don't think that the writers know either. And then basically Kona saves her. He jumps in even though he has a cast and That's brings bad. her to shore. Um, you shouldn't swim with a cast. What, he should let her die? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then she can sign. If she dies, who's going <gasps> to sign away the motel? No, but then they could probably sell it because there's no more air in our room. Um, okay, so keep That'd her alive. if that's what these kids do, they kill her. <laughs> I would be more interesting. <laughs> I would watch that. 
But basically, Sydney wakes up in this gorgeous, like, beachy house, which turns out to be where Gia and her mom, Malia, live. Here enters Miss Icon, Malia, who is, yeah, Gia's mom. And she is so stunning and gorgeous. And I think she's a great actress. And I loved everything she said and everything she did the whole movie. Yeah, she's very... um just like kind and wise i I liked her energy because like i enjoyed how when sydney wakes up she says to her like don't feel sorry for yourself you're like literally fine but then she is like surf mom i know but then she like ultimately is kind to her she also so she gives her this drink and says um it's a gift from the mene menehuna the little ones um and she says that they bring it at night and so i did just do a little itty bit of research on the menehuna so they're a mythological race of dwarf people in hawaiian tradition um they're said to live like in deep forests and hidden valleys and just like never show themselves to humans um and they are known for being really talented um craftspeople so like they build like temples and canoes and houses and then like leave them like no one no one sees them construct them but they just like appear so says Mm -hmm. legend um and they're said to have lived in Hawaii, like, even before settlers arrived from Polynesia centuries ago. Um, so that's kind of cool. They're also a big part of the Rocket Power TV movie. Like, that, they're, like, a big part of that movie, which I don't think I've ever seen, but fun. Um, so, yeah, basically, Malia is just, like, very nice to Sydney and helps her and... Also, like, so Gia arrives in this part, and Sydney sees that in this little accident she had, her surfboard got, like, a huge bend in it. It's, like, really messed up. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gia's like, oh, my mom can, like, probably help with that. So then they go out to this, like, wooden building that's, like, their surf workshop, basically, that's, like, in their backyard. And um, it turns out that Sydney's board that says Nani Loa, Nani Loa was her mom's nickname. And yes. I looked it up and that just means very beautiful in Hawaiian. Like imagine if your nickname was very beautiful. <laughs> I know a lot of pressure. What if you're UG? And then it's so sweet. I, I like this whole element of like Sydney's like, so were you and my mom like friends? And Malia's like, yeah, we were like sisters. Like we grew up together. We were extremely close. And that's like so like that really warms my heart. The idea of like meeting someone that really, really knew your deceased parent that you had like never met before. It's just like finding this like treasure trove of like, oh my god like this link that you didn't know existed to this person that you don't know enough about i Mm -hmm. think that's so cool um and yeah like malia is just like asking her like your dad never like told you about me or like mentioned any of this stuff and she's like no um so that's like again very sad so malia is like okay i want to show you something and she brings her on like an atv to this beautiful like beach overlook and she tells her that whales come through here every year but they're young and she tells her like oh the first time i saw the whales was with your mom um and it's a very sacred experience to see this and sydney tells her that she would love to see it and malia's like okay it's pretty sacred you have to be ready for it but okay i'll keep that in mind that you want to see it i did just look up um some info from mauioceancenter.com that confirmed that yes humpback whales visit the hawaiian islands during the winter months every year um and it's the time for them to mate and for mother whales to give birth and raise their young um and the voyage goes from alaska to hawaii and it spans about three thousand miles and it's one of the longest journeys taken by any land or sea animal so that's kind of cool um so then 
Malia takes a new home and Sydney's dad and her stepmom Elizabeth were so worried not good because they're already like so overproductive they're just so worried about her and then she does confess that she surfed (laughs) and her dad is pissed and he's pissed at Malia because he's like why would you let her surf like you know I don't want her near the water and he's like Sydney go to your room and then Malia and the dad whose name is Ben I don't know Mm -hmm. who said that yeah they're fighting and he is like really scared of the ocean he doesn't want her anywhere near it and then malia says the ocean is a great healer and he says it's also a great destroyer so it's like wild yeah and then malia does say a line that i really like she says stop running from it ben pry it open this lid you have clamped down so hard let it go let things heal which i did really like that quote that was a standout moment. I, I specifically like the pry it open this lid you've got clamped down so hard. Yeah, and yeah, he's just very much like blaming her for like he's he's saying like, oh, like Sydney definitely only got in there because like you encouraged her. Meanwhile, she wasn't even there. So he just has this like real fear that anyone from his dead wife's past will like influence Sydney and like uh, eventually lead to her demise basically because very unsurprisingly we'll later learn that the mom died in a surfing accident it's like obvious from the yes very early on in yes. film. he basically didn't want sydney hanging out with women in unstable places from her I mom's know. recent I wild know. Past. no literally i was thinking that too sarah here oh my god literally ben the dad says if you need a surfing boundaryless <laughs> relationship with men, with men hanging out with people from your wild past then forget it, Sydney. Then forget it, Sydney. I We're was, selling the place. I was truly thinking that when watching this movie. That's like, so funny. The dad is just like Jonah. He is. He's like, don't be having... Surfing. <laughs> surfing with men. She's been surfing with men. She has been surfing with men. No. And she has Sydney. been hanging out with women from her mom's wild recent past. She has been. Wait, she's so that story. Yeah, to be honest. And yeah. like, let her live and let her serve with men. Yeah, so, I mean, Sydney fully, like, hears this whole conversation. And then also Elizabeth is like, Ben, she's not wrong. And then this part's oh my God. crazy. This part is insane. <laughs> this is the part where I was like, how are kids, like, watching this and being like, so true, like, lo- love it. Then Elizabeth goes on this whole rant where she's like, Ben, if you had fallen in love with another woman, maybe I could have coped with that. But how do you expect me to compete with a ghost? <laughs> and she delivers like, it just like just that. like that it's like so dramatic and i'm like this is her kids like i just can't believe that kids are watching this like oh my god i'm emotionally moved by elizabeth in this moment it was weird to me because i think elizabeth's thing throughout this whole movie was like hey i want you to like process your past like it's okay to admit you loved your wife like i feel like that's her thing and so it was weird to me that all of a sudden she's like I'm sick of competing with a ghost. I'm like, the whole thing is that he never talks about her. I don't think that's what she was saying. She was saying. I think like he never talks about her and therefore she's on his mind. Yeah, exactly. So it's like if he would just heal it and get to a place where he can like remember her and like talk about her, but move on. But I think like it probably hurts her more that it's such like a hard memory for her to talk about because that makes her probably feel like you haven't moved on from this in any way. And like, true. Not that you ever move on from losing a spouse, but like, yeah. I don't know. Just like the way he's a- handling it, I think would be more painful than like if he did talk about her a lot. Yeah, I agree. There's also an insane moment at the beginning of the scene, which is when she first says like, oh, she's not wrong, Ben. He goes, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. And she goes, that's part of the problem. And I'm like, does he just like ignore you? So much to unpack. I was like, whoa. Oh my God. That's part of the problem, Ben. 
You see me, but do you really see me? <laughs> yeah. Do you really know me, Ben? Am I just a replacement for your dead surfing beautiful wife? <laughs> I've been here all along, Ben. And you, you don't look at me and you don't talk to me and oh, I'm just I'm just a broken woman. <laughs> I need I need affection, Ben. That's exactly what her audition tape sounded like, and they're like, You booked, girl. <laughs> you booked. <laughs> The next day, Gia and Sydney are hanging and, you know, Sydney's like, oh, like my dad's like probably never going to let me surf again after like I got a little cut. And Gia's like, what's his problem? Like, do you think it's like about your mom's accident? And Sydney's like, the funny thing is, I don't even know what happened to my mom to be aged. Like, yes, I, it's not. She's kind of like, I it's use actually clues, but I'm not nuts sure. Nuts that she doesn't know how her mom died. Yeah, that's fucked up. Like, she's like, now. do you know something? I know. She's like. I actually kind of do. Is it appropriate to tell? So Sydney is like kind of like inspired by the fact that she's getting closer to solving her mom's murder. <laughs> it's kind of the worst mystery in the world. When you think about yeah. It. And she is back at home looking through her mom's yearbook and she finds a picture of her mom in front of this house and she's like, what is that place? Yeah. Yeah, so then the next day she goes to the beach, like, holding this yearbook, um, and she sees Gia sitting with the girls. They're, like, braiding each other's hair, like, sitting in a train, and they're, like, praying to the goddess um, Hayaka, the mistress of the ocean. Um, um, Wait, I do have a fun fact, though, about the goddess Hayaka, um, because I looked her up, and she is the Hawaiian patron goddess of hula dancers, chant, sorcery, and medicine. But the cool thing is that owls are her messengers and are and sacred she for saw her. Yes. the owl in the barn isn't that cool i actually liked that. that's a good I got little a detail I that part i was like oh. but another fun fact i have to share about um this goddess just because i literally think it's so cute so her legend is that she was born in tahiti and brought to hawaii by her sister and her name means carried egg because her sister carried her to hawaii in the form of an egg isn't that cute oh that's really cute I want to carry you in the form of an egg. Soft. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then we see that Sydney is hanging out with Kona. And she's like, hey, thanks for um, saving my life. Did you have fantasies as a kid about a boy like rescuing you from water? Probably because I had seen Greece. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a kind of, yeah. That's like a huge I think that's a common fantasy. fantasy. Yeah, okay. But yeah, she is hanging out with Kona and she does show him this picture of her mom and she's like asking him like, do you know where this house is? Like, could you take me there? And he also drew a cartoon of her. Oh, yes, he did. She's like, I didn't expect it. (laughs) I know. What is up with her? She's bizarre. She really is. No shade to her, but also like, girl. like what? Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, so he shows or she shows him this picture and he's like, oh, that's the old plantation house, but it's abandoned. Spooky as hell. Yeah. And she's like, could you take me there? And he's like, I guess it's kind of like scary, but if you really want to go, okay, but we have to take kind of a weird way to get there. (laughs) Cut to them riding there on horseback. Yes. And Gia's with them, and it's kind of an intense ride. They're, like, going up the side of, like, a really steep hill. Yeah, and it's stunning. Hawaii is so beautiful. Even though this was filmed in Australia. (laughs) But it looks like Hawaii. Australia is so beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, yeah, so they get to this place, and and Gia's with them. 
and they're kind of like playing around like they're like saying like oh it might be haunted like next full moon Love. we should camp up here which i was hoping we were going to get a scene of them camping there at night No, because we got nothing fun sarah i, know. I was didn't really get any hoping fun. for that they planted that seed in my mind and i know we don't nothing. get anything fun we really don't but what happens here is that um gia like steals kona's hat to like tease him and then classic did I you know. ever do that a steal boy's hat oh for sure any like yeah it's like kind of like the number one way to flirt yeah even though i'm sure it's annoying for them like give me, give me that i love um in the snl skit uh crucible cast party when she's like i'm <laughs> gonna take his hat from him and, and just kind of walk, walk around. around i never really stole a hat because oh. i didn't have really the confidence to be like i'm taking your hat I think I only did it in truly like fourth grade. Okay, yeah, because also I yeah. feel like sports boys were the ones wearing hats, and that wasn't really my vibe. Yeah, no, but that is classic. So she steals his hat, and she's running all over Plantation House. Did you feel like something bad was going to happen when she's running into the house? I knew it wouldn't okay. because this movie. I just I knew it wouldn't give us what I wanted. Okay, and I what thought I was she was going to like fall through the floorboard. <laughs> I literally did, or like see like I don't know a skeleton. I thought something scary, spooky was. Gonna I happen. would love that, okay. but no, she just runs in, and then she's like haunted by memories of her mother's past. Yeah, she's like, I think I was here when I was like two. <laughs> i don't know if she'd remember that she's also like i couldn't have been more than two but it's like but somehow <laughs> it's all here somehow and i honestly can't believe it i love it yeah so she's like okay my mommy brought me here yeah and i guess it was like this was the it's so confusing because like the other house is like where she was maybe born but this is like maybe the house where her yeah, mom was born. this place there's so many houses why do we need to know about this place we don't really at all hmm. there's like no point to this whole part she's like, my mother she was here and now we cut to like the realtor's office and they basically like have this really really good offer i thought they already had one but now the offer is like serious i guess and they only have 72 hours to decide if they want to accept so mm, time's a moving yeah. And now we see um, Sydney basically goes, uh, Gia and Kona come to her house and like tap on her window. Okay. So they are like not even tapping. They're throwing rocks, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe. They're throwing rocks at her window and she goes, in her house, no one can hear her. Window is not open. She goes, hey, what's going on? Who's out there? Like, and with that delivery, like look, not looking out the window, just standing in her room way far away from the window yeah hey what's going on who's out there <laughs> and then she like looks to the window and sees them throwing rocks yeah and i'm just like what who directed this film i'll tell you later and i'm gonna be having some talks with them because <laughs> that was insane to me yeah i think they shot this if this movie feels even though there's like stuff that probably was hard like horseback riding and surfing like in terms of like the like acting it feels like it was shot in like five days because it feels like they were like did everything in one take and like, yeah we're like yep we got it good enough anyway yes moving on basically they now go to this really fun like luau party and um malia is there as well and there's like a bonfire there's people dancing the girls are wearing dresses i love gia's like red silk spaghetti strap dress it's just so cool um and the girls are like dancing together and, and what's camilla wearing a vintage dress that doesn't give her dignity <laughs> probably uh, probably and now there's a woman that starts telling a story in hawaiian to a group of little kids um and kona starts whisper translating in camilla's ear and i'm sorry like top this, two dream yeah this to me as a kid i was like 
gonna lose no, my mind it to is how really romantic, romantic it was it's so romantic it really is so romantic to have someone translate something for you is romance yes and it's like a love story and it's just like he'll like listen to a line and then be like like i love the part when he's like there was a girl who loved a boy and he loved her back like stop that's so romantic that is romantic i'm gonna cry don't cry i will don't. um i did get Keep curious though because kona is i believe a white boy and I was curious how many Hawaiians that aren't like actually Hawaiian. Do you, like, you think he's, you know that he's white? Like, he's not Hawaiian in any way. He didn't look. Yeah, he I looked don't white. think he was Hawaiian. Like, he. Yeah. Mu- I don't think. I really do not. think Yeah, so. they should have cast a Hawaiian. They boy. cast. Well, I know at least that um, the girl who plays Gia is Hawaiian. Yeah, is Cam- what's Camilla? So think? she is um, half Brazilian. Oh. Um. Yeah, she's definitely not Hawaiian. Um, okay. And like, I think like some there are are obviously other people of like asian descent in this film i don't mm-hmm. know that they're all hawaiian but i know that at least um the girl who plays gia is but kona looks to me like a white boy but i was mm-hmm. curious how many people in hawaii like speak hawaiian um and the number of native hawaiian speakers was under 0.1 percent of the statewide hawaii population in 1997 so like not a lot of people the oh. 2011 census said there were 24,000 total people in the world who are fluent. Wow. Only 2,000 native speakers. So it's like a really small amount of people that speak Hawaiian. So I don't think Kona would be fluent, to be honest. Right. But it's fine. It's a really romantic scene. But he has so many skills. Maybe he would be. That's true. He He totally would be like, sure, teach me Hawaiian when we're like walking around and he would learn. I know. He would learn. He's a jack of all trades. You're right. He would. Um, but yeah, I, I love this scene when he's like talking about this story, which is basically just like, like a love story. And it's, it's about a woman that like has to, um, surf the great tsunami to like prove herself worthy of this, this man whose father is a king. At this point, I was like, is this the mom and dad story? And I was like, did you just surf a tsunami (laughs) to marry him? But then it's not. Yeah, it is. And I was like, wait, what? I do sort of wish this story like mattered at all to the plot. I know. I thought, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. It's about her parents, which like, it would be insane if she had to surf a tsunami to marry her dad. (laughs) That is insane. But it would be more cool if it was like people from two different worlds because her dad is just like a white man. Yeah, no, I wish it like the story mattered. Yeah, I kind of wish it did too. But it is romantic because basically there's like a pause in the story and Sydney asks him a question like, did she survive the great tsunami? And then he like looks at her meaningfully and then they kiss. When they kissed, I was like, wait there's 28 minutes left of the film i was like we're getting a kiss so soon yeah i was kind of shook at how quickly we got the kiss but i liked his kiss because it was not the right time to kiss whatsoever not good timing at all and i was like that is when 13 year olds kiss yeah they don't know the moment and then gia comes to grab them because the whales are here turns out that what that's what this party was for is the whales are here um so they do all run onto the beach and listen the stock footage that they have of these whales is insanely bad i literally was like laughing so hard it's so insane it's really really bad watch it for this yeah and i was kind of like why first of all i feel like they could have just found better like stock footage of whales like it's so bad i think so and second of all we didn't really need this whole whale storyline that much like i feel like there could have been something else of like this was special to your mom now you're experiencing it like it didn't need to be whales if they weren't able to show it well like they should have just done something else in my opinion yeah like okay i think this whole movie they just were like done yep okay they did one search for stock video of whale they picked the first one they're like it's fine yeah 
Yeah, that's how it felt. Um, and at this point, so Malia is there too, and she's telling Sydney like, oh, you know, some like a lot of people say that whales like travel back and forth between two worlds, like between us and our ancestors, and you know, we're all connected. We're never alone. Like that's aloha. Um, and she's telling her like, yeah, like it, just kind of hinting like your mom is not as gone as you might think. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, and then. Sydney asks her if Malia was there the day of her mom's accident. Yes. And Malia is like, do you really want to know? And Sydney is like, yes. So she basically says they were surfing. And when they were coming in, they were like a big wave came up and her mom just like got caught in the wave and yeah. couldn't get back to shore. And she also says that Sydney's dad didn't even really like want to know what happened yeah. which is interesting and that he like really blamed the island for taking his wife and but then Sydney like kind of has um a reaction that is very you know normal for her age she's like angry you know which is a stage of grief she's like my mom was supposed to like get to see me grow up and like how could she not have like thought about that like basically like why was she reckless when like she knew that I was little and like needed her that's um, real it's really real and i love it because malia is just like you have to forgive her sydney like you and your dad both do and mm -hmm. sydney's like why and she's like for your own sake like mm -hmm. you, you just you need to forgive her yeah. um and i like that um it's a it's a pretty sweet scene and then sydney gets home and she's like you know basically yells at her dad she's like i should have known this like this shouldn't have been some deep dark secret which is true yeah she comes in ready and hot dad yeah shoulda told me <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the dad's like fuck maybe i should have the dad finally opens up to his wife <laughs> he's like when she died i just thought i would never find someone ever again then i met you and i don't know he kind of says he's like guilt about that yeah, survivor's guilt yeah and then elizabeth is just like honey she would want you to be happy they both she would want both of you to be happy yeah Elizabeth like, is so just like that. Like she just lives to be like she's drama. Yeah. So you kind of I wanted to ask you this, and something you said earlier in the episode makes me think the answer is no. If you died, would you want your partner to move on? <laughs> um. Yes. A hundred percent. I was like, I was being serious. Oh no. Here's the thing. If I to me when I think that when someone likes me, they'll like me for the rest of their life, and so every time they move on, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I like every every yeah. single time it happens, I'm like, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa hold on excuse me what are you even talking about yeah but if i like died yeah you want them to move on no of course i want everyone to be happy but i'm just always shocked when someone is able to i know and you know what because yeah for me it's like no <laughs> i i trust me Nora, i completely get it it's like whoa hang on like hold on think hold about on. me every day yeah but it is like the, uh, the thing I always think about because for me it is like yes I agree definitely a no-brainer like if I die I'm like Drummond literally find love again yes like, it's totally fine maybe yes move on be happy but I do think it would be challenging to be married to a widow because like you obviously like but then I guess no because everyone has exes that like it's not like I mean some people hate some all their people exes, have the one that got away and you're yeah. like I know they'd rather be with a living person that I have to see sometimes yeah that's harder I guess it just does take emotional maturity to like know that there's a part of your partner that if they had their way their spouse would just be back and you wouldn't be with I them know. you know what I mean like I, like I guess it's like you both just need to be emotionally mature about like living in the moment and like I know and it's and, like, like Elizabeth, giving them a lot of space to like love you while still missing their spouse yeah and like Elizabeth doesn't even serve so it's like 
she's already like more lame than his old wife true true it's like everyone would rather be the surfer she just, let's be her, real her personality is loving fabrics because <laughs> she like sells fabrics yeah that's kind of like not surfing but i have a really core question how did ben this square he used to be different he's Malia. writing a novel he used to be different he is like, writing a novel he, he's true. totally cool. there was another character we thought maybe was used to be different oh cadet kelly's mom yeah like i could see maybe he used to be he lived in hawaii like maybe he used to be yeah. a like free spirit he was writing a novel yeah and then his wife died and he got traumatized and he got stunted and he was like i can't be like that anymore maybe he's a poet because he is an english professor and he's he, writing a novel yeah and so like and the fact that like sydney knew to be like you're a poet like maybe her dad is like that's the thing i just wish we knew more about the dad all we know is that he's overprotective and traumatized which listen hey that can take up a lot of space in a person's Sometimes head. that's all there is to I know. get it. But I like, I, I would care so much more if I like. You think we him. needed to know more about the adults in this film? <laughs> yeah. I've seen enough of the adults. <laughs> I need to know more about everyone, but I need to know more about Ben specifically to care about like him and why he, why he like did this. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Basically, Sydney is mad at her dad and she rips up the photo of her mom, which I'm like, whoa, that's the only pic that's you have, intense. girlie. She's going to have to, like, put it back together like the parent trap photo. Yes, 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 yes. It's true. Parallels. But it's just one girl. Sad. It's just one girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And basically, though, the next day, so what Elizabeth says to Ben, like, makes an impression on him. He's like, yeah, I can't stop just, like, pretending that this didn't happen. Like, I need to talk to Sydney about her mom. So he asked her to take a walk. And he's like, what do you want to know about her? And he just, like, says all the classic stuff of, like, she was beautiful She's on the inside beautiful. even more than the out she was boring perfect. it's like okay it's like he says nothing of value if someone's yeah. giving a vague compliment it's like say something more specific i know like that's so true like I, the more specific a compliment is the better like i, I hate know when someone's like you're nice like I, I always think about this. I've said this to you before, but for our listeners, in seventh grade French class, we did this thing where we anonymously wrote compliments to every single person in the class. Like you had to write something nice about everyone. Wow. And I remember me, of course, I'm going so in. I'm like writing like every single day you look so pretty and you have an energy that's just so kind. And I'm like doing like the most. And I remember like half the boys raising their hand like, what if you like don't know the person and you like, <laughs> don't care if they live or die? And she's like, oh, like giving examples. And like, I got some, of course, that were really sweet, but like so many of them were like, I don't know you well, but you seem nice. And I'm like, I'm killing myself over this. And those ones were just like so sad. I was like, no. No, it's really true. That's like the meanest thing you can say to someone. I don't know you that well, but you seem nice. Remember Truth Is on Facebook? Yeah, where it'd be the same thing. Like the most classic one was Truth Is, we don't talk as much as we should. <laughs> Wait, that's kind of flirtatious. Oh, very. But that was like the most common one. I would, would never see. like a boy's Truth Is because that's asking for trouble. No, I never did that. I, I honestly only liked like my best friend's truth is and like maybe once in a while yeah. I would like dare to do a popular girls and she definitely would be like, You seem I don't nice. Know you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know you that well, but you seem nice. Exactly. Um That was so asking for trouble. Truth is Formspring.me. Formspring, girl. That was trauma. Okay, I'm like Ben, I have trauma from Formspring.me. No like facts. Truth is, you're a good singer. Truth is, I can't wait to see you on American Idol someday. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's honestly really disappointing that you were never on American Idol. That's kind of like 
what we all thought we were gonna do and then like you didn't i know i really am washed up in that you're sense washed up that i'm you're not an american, american idol, idol. <laughs> I, know. I know so after this little walk um the dad does say like hey elizabeth and i have been talking and like i always thought that i was like helping you by taking you away from this place but like it turns out i've just been running away from my past and like makai which is like the name of this this land or this property i guess He's like, Makai is your heritage and you're the person that has to decide what to do with it. Um, and then we see like her taping together the photo of her mom and she actually like scans it and like photoshops a picture of her and a picture of her mom side by side. Basically, the next day things start to take a little turn because when Sydney yeah, finds... Yeah, drama in the third act. Exactly, Nora. Because Sydney finds um, Gia's friends and they're being like really mean to her. They're being so mean to her. They say it smells like dead fish. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she wa- <laughs> but she don't say. When she walks up, they say it smells like dead fish. That's way harsh. She And she's like, what's going on? She's like, huh? That's so middle school. Like, oh, yesterday everything was I cool. Know. And now like someone's being so mean to me. And for what? Exactly. What did I do? Exactly. But they show her this newspaper that is basically like teasing this upcoming resort so they think it's like done deal like she's selling the property and this this is a scene that i really did remember very well from childhood which is like how camilla delivers the line of like we haven't even decided anything yet (laughs) i know you find out all this truth about your dead mom and then a group of kids just call you dead Dead fish fish, and you don't see any waterworks camilla we haven't even decided anything yet Camilla, let's see some chops. Let's see some range. Let's see some range, Camilla. Yeah, and so it is interesting, though, because, like, the way the last scene leaves off, you think, like, oh, they're not going to sell it. And then, like, we start to see, like, oh, no, she's at least, like, considering I know, selling she, it. We don't, like, know what changed. In the previous scene, she asked her dad, like, what if we live here? Yeah. And now it's, like, she's, like, maybe going to sell it? I don't know. Yeah, but like, you know the press. Happen? They're always leaking stuff before, <laughs> you know, it's finalized. True true like, their sources say yeah it's like and Kyle Richard's it. divorce right now it's like we don't even know if that was true the crazy one was um Dean McDermott and Tori Spelling because Dean Dean himself announced the divorce and then deleted the post and now sources are like no no no, they're not getting divorced we all fight and it's like whoa yeah that's true but I'm we like, all think we'll get divorced and then we you don't get in a fight and you post like a breakup post well remember Megan Fox when she like yeah. unfollowed like that was so yeah. iconic that of her crazy. and then she followed Eminem which was so funny and then like they're back together now right that's crazy that she followed Eminem lol petty queen I love that for her that's amazing I mean I'm scared of MGK I'm scared of both okay, of them to so. be honest I'm kind of scared of her too yeah 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 but in she a respectful way you. yeah yeah for sure it's kind of like how the ocean's a great healer and a great destroyer. She's the ocean. She's the ocean. She really is. Um, so basically, people are mad at her because they think she's selling the place. Um, and, and she eventually does find uh, Kona, and he is working in, like, the surf shop. Not really the surf shop. like The garage at, at Malia's. Yes. Um, and she thinks that he's going to be mad at her, too, but he's, like, not. Um, and he, he is so nice to her. I know he's so kind in fact he's making her a surfboard with a cartoon of her face on the surfboard exactly he loves her for her yeah really good for her and he actually tells her that gia like he heard gia like stand up for her to her friends um you know be like when someone was like oh she's definitely just taking the money and running like she's a teen what does she care not even a teen she's preteen yeah what does she care about money 
I know. She's like, my dad is making me feel bad. He's been like, we need the money, kid. I'm just a teacher. Really I'll probably never retire without the money. It's like, she's a kid. Yeah, I like don't like that he's doing that. I don't either. But so when Cindy does find Gia, she's sitting on this beach that has like what we're led to believe are like more dangerous waves. Yeah. And we learn that this is Gia's spot where she goes when like shit's really hitting the fan, when she really needs to like get away from it all and she does surf here even though she like knows that like her mom wouldn't like it um and she tells she does share a little bit about her life in this part she's like oh last time i was here was when like my dad had promised he would call from like wherever the hell he was this time and like for some stupid reason i actually believed him okay finding this out in the last third of the movie i kind of liked that though actually i didn't like i didn't like that we set up this late in the movie that she has this dangerous beach because i was like oh she's gonna get hurt here like I yeah. immediately knew and I was like it doesn't feel earned because like you showed us right before it happens right right but I did like learning this thing about her dad late I was like oh shit okay she, she seems so like carefree and perfect and we know right. that her, and her mom like it's this cool thing where it's almost like oh this beautiful mother-daughter relationship that Sydney will never have but then yep. we're like oh she doesn't have a dad yeah really. that's true Sarah and I kind of liked that learning that part about her it made her more complicated to me yeah that's true um however the beach thing I was like oh got it you're gonna show her getting hurt here in approximately 10 minutes which is what they right do. right um but in this scene um and i oh wait i also just have to <laughs> add this line from my notes which is she's kind of jojo from aquamarine coded because jojo's like my father left us for some other woman <laughs> 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 and we find that out in like the third act that's like true. in a very similar like beat in the film <laughs> i love jojo i know <laughs> wow love so basically though in this part like again sydney is alluding to the fact that she like is considering selling it because she's like well gia like did you read the whole article in the newspaper because like the people are saying like though like whale like they're gonna make the beach like a whale preserve like it's it's not gonna be what you think like it's gonna be fine and Gia's like no it's not gonna be fine Sydney it's a motherfucking resort like what do you think is gonna happen like tourists are gonna overrun the place you think the whales are gonna keep coming back when like Mm -hmm. it's just like madness and like capitalism run amok basically um but then Sydney so she does there's this beat change where she's just like looking at Gia and she's just like so I actually have a question. When I got here and you like ran into me and welcomed me into the fold, was that because you really cared about me or was that because you had some plot to like get me in your group and make sure I didn't sell Makai? And it's really sad because at first she is like, uh, of course not. And then she's like, okay, well, a little like, yeah, we thought if you like liked it here and made friends, you might not want to like sell it. And honestly, Malia's part in this, not cool. She's an adult. Yeah. And to me, it's just sad because I'm like, to me, especially Malia has like, I think like a genuine obligation to reach out to this girl because her mom was like a sister to her. And I think she should take her under her wing Mm -hmm. and she should be like, hey, clearly your dad is like, because it's also like a like a biracial thing of like if you're yeah. half Hawaiian and yeah. you're completely cut off from half of your heritage right and someone who knows your mom really well who also is from that community like I think that's a really like special thing to be like hey let me like teach you about a little bit more of who you are and 
So it did make me kind of sad. But I also think it's this complicated thing where like they but did have this that ulterior motive. But do you think that's why they're doing that? No. Or because it's where they live? No, exactly. Yeah. I think it's this double thing where they're like, oh my God, like we can't wait to meet Sydney. Like we've always loved her from afar, especially Malia. Yeah. But then there also is this thing of like, oh my God, I, I bet if she could just see this place, she wouldn't want to sell it. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's like sketchy. Mm-hmm. I think especially though with like Gia... It's the sad thing where like my notes throughout the whole movie because I forgot there was this turn were like, oh my God, Gia is just so kind. Like she's so patient when Mm -hmm. like this girl is so clueless. She's so just like welcoming. And there was this moment of sadness for me where I was like, I don't know that she would have gone that out of her way if her mom wasn't like, hey, it's really important that this girl feels welcome here. Um, so that did make me a little sad. But yeah, she has uh, yeah. a lot at stake in the game because she won't have access to her favorite beach to do yeah. what she loves if Sydney sells. It's like exactly. very high stakes for Gia. It really is. Um, but then, of course, Gia is saying this thing that is really real. She's like, well, Sydney, like, no, no, no. Like, once I knew you, I did actually just like you. Mm-hmm. But, of course, Sydney is like, that's going in one ear and out the other. She's like, just feels really, like, used and lied to, which I, yeah. I do get. Like, I would feel the same way of just, like, do you even like me yes and then gia says like you were too busy being boy crazy to even know what's going on which is a low blow yes because we all go through that at times and then sydney is like just like did he know about it and gia like kind of alludes that he He did did. yeah even though she doesn't like say it like really yeah she's sort of like i mean yeah we all knew like it's kind of what she says yeah. yeah and then sydney's like you made a fool of me and then gia says you made a fool of yourself all on your own doesn't she call her like a lovesick puppy or something yes. like it's really mean it's really sad it's really sad what else is there to do when you're 13 but have a crush i know and then sydney's just like you know what thanks gia because i now know exactly what i'm gonna do i'm gonna sell this place and i'm never gonna see any of you stupid people again and she runs off yeah you didn't feel moved by the scene i I felt it like i don't it's not because of not the, acting, the way i but felt I, I felt the stakes i felt the stakes but i have to compare it now like the more movies we watch i have to compare and i didn't like really feel like okay. listen it was like a well-structured scene but i didn't care about them this whole movie so it was mm-hmm. like not big payoff for me mm-hmm. and when i compare it to the way i felt about some other friend breakups in the decoms we've watched it just Danielle wasn't hidden and brenda or honestly the minutemen one is the one i was yes, thinking of yes. like that scene with charlie and him on Ugh. the bleachers yep yep wow i love friend breakup scenes i know i just like this one it wasn't i love them and this was a good moment in this film mm-hmm. like i can recognize that it was one of the best moments in this film yeah but still it just kind of fell a little flat because i was like yeah i didn't i don't care about them at this point um so the next day we are at the realtor's office and the realtors have gotten out the champagne and the sparkling cider for sydney and sydney just has to sign the papers but she is clearly conflicted and she can see out the window of the office gia and the crew loading up a van to go surfing Mm -hmm. and she just doesn't know what to do um and yeah i i wished at this moment like i remember really thinking during this scene like i wish this felt like more it needed more oomph like i i wished that like sydney had had something where it wasn't just about like gia and her friends like i wish there had been this scene where sydney had been like what do i care like i I don't even fucking know my mom like i don't even i'm not even anything like her like i wish that had been more spelled out of like this painful thing where she was like 
why am I being made to feel like I like owe my mom something when I don't even know her and I don't even care which obviously wouldn't have been true but it would have been this like emotional reaction Mm -hmm. and then I wish like in this part she would have like had something to grasp at that was like either something she had found from her mom or like something something that like made her realize like oh I'm a lot like my mom because I wish that was what made her make this decision versus like I like my friends actually because that didn't really like matter to me you know what I mean yeah I needed like an extra emotional layer here to like really care I know I know I I agree with you it all felt kind of yeah like I obviously on a human level I'm like yes I want land preserved I don't want resorts but I I wanted there to be something like personal to Sydney here to like drive that home you know yeah no I get it I, I get it I do so we do see Sydney pen in hand conflicted and then we cut to her running to Malia and Gia's place and she has this kind of like sweet scene with Malia mm-hmm. where basically Malia is still just like assuming she signed it and like won't listen to anything else she's like don't tell me the details spare me and she's like, whatever, like, I don't, and she, it is kind of sad because she's like, I don't really know how we could have expected you to, like, care because you left here when you were so young, but, like, at least you've seen it now, and she gives her a locket that has a picture of both her and her mom in it. Mm-hmm. And now Sydney does go looking for Gia. Instead, she first finds Kona, who kind of tells her, like, oh, Gia, like, said that you don't ever want to see us again, like, any of us, like, meaning, like, do you hate me and she's like no i don't hate you kona like i love you i love you but she doesn't say that no but she does say wait where's gia because i'm actually getting a bad feeling and i actually think i know exactly where she is she's at the dangerous beach (laughs) and so she goes to find her at the dangerous beach and gia is nowhere around and she's like um mm, so kona what if she actually went surfing alone and kona is like she wouldn't do that that would be insane but guess what guys she She did did. and she's like literally dying in the water everyone's always like dying in the water in this i know and also surf life though i know and it's like sydney saves her which like honestly is improbable because yes she's just not good enough to do this yeah and it's like like i know he's a cast but still with the cast he's better than you sid yeah and i know they're new to water yeah like i know they had to do this for the plot but i'm just like this is unrealistic yeah they didn't have to do any of this. Better let's not. <laughs> and also when they find Gia, she says that she fell over the falls. And I'm like, what falls? There's like no falls nearby to be seen. It's just open water. I don't know. And her arm is all cut up like through her like swim shirt. And she's like bleeding. because She like hit a reef, she says. Yeah. Um, but they do rescue her and she's fine. And kona like goes to get a towel so it's just the two girls sitting and like they have a chance to like clear the air and they're both just basically like i didn't mean anything i said and gia's like that includes she like- said i didn't mean that you were a fool a lovesick puppy <laughs> She's yeah like, okay because she goes he really likes you girl i love how she says that he really likes I you girl know, that's ah! sweet i like that too it's so cute um and and this is when like Sydney finally gets a chance to speak. She's like, I didn't sign the goddamn papers. Like, I'm not selling the place. I'm actually, in fact, moving here. Fun. And they start like jumping on the beach, like them and Kona. Like, woo, she's moving here. Kona's like, my girl is staying more than a summer love. Ah, oh, cute. They are moving here, and we see Ben and Malia like chilling with Elizabeth on the front oh, porch, yeah. being like, 
we're all besties now we're all gonna live here and i did like pick up on this vibe from ben and malia i feel like it's like because they used to know each other like she was probably in their wedding and i feel like it's this vibe of like your girl's man that you're like oh, there's a lot i don't like about him but honestly on the low be like a vibe in a way i can't explain like yes. not romantically like no i totally get that you know what i mean like, yes. how you have those friends boyfriends where you're yes. like there's stuff that's annoying about him but like low-key when it's just us talking it's like the convo is flowing like i'm having fun yes 100 percent. that was the vibe i was getting from this trio i was like yeah they're gonna hang, they're gonna hang totally yeah for sure um and then yeah we close on a shot of sid in the ocean on a surfboard this is her new life mm-hmm. and she's gonna be a rip girl for life yes and she like has a lay that's floating in the water and she's like i don't know if i'm saying hello or goodbye to my mom but like one thing's for sure like she's always watching me which is sweet i like that um, and the dad is like i'm haunted by my ex here <laughs> but my daughter i gotta let her be happy and it's only 2000 so he is probably not going to therapy but definitely as we saw therapy doesn't even always work on men so as we saw which one <laughs> they use it against you <laughs> these are my boundaries saying he's gonna say to her in two years sydney these are my boundaries no surfing no surfing with kona no relationships with women from your wild past <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly i love hanging out with unstable women from, from my, my wild recent, recent past. past in a that's disrespectful way not just like getting lunch or coffee or something no in a disrespectful way that's kind of like my favorite way to hang come and my on. favorite girl is to hang with come on girls but that is rip girls yeah yep yeah that's it um so this movie was filmed in queensland australia not hawaii um i read this review in the honolulu star bulletin that came out in 2000 so when this movie came out that said the movie felt unrealistic um and it called the portrayal of like how the hawaiian teenagers interacted with each other shibai which is a word that i learned it's like commonly used in hawaii it comes from a japanese word that means play or dramatic experience or dramatic performance but it's used in hawaii to kind of mean like melodrama or nonsense or pretentiousness definitely and i agree yeah it it is shibai yeah it is um but that article also mentioned that stacy hess who plays gia once wrote like columns for that same paper that the honolulu wait say it again stacy hess who plays gia like wrote for oh that same God. honolulu star bulletin oh, isn't that cool and she cool. must have been really young when she was writing them like, apparently she wrote for something called the rants and raves column i'm like that's okay, so cute. love i love to rant and rave yeah hell yeah um i really tried to find more info of like the perspective of like local hawaiians like saying what they thought about this movie because i feel like there's a lot of literature on like people calling out movies like lilo and stitch or or blue crush or like these other movies that like take place in hawaii that like don't actually like really accurately portray what life is like there yeah but i couldn't really find anything else other than that guy being like it didn't seem realistic but did you look into that at all i I feel like there wasn't that much out there so if anyone else knows about anything like please tell us but i couldn't find anything like that um uh dude 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 i did find so an interview that stacy hess who again plays gia did with a website called the grace tales in 2018 where she talked a little bit about her experience on this movie she said it was like a dream because they were just like living on the beach um in australia and she said we'd get up every morning and go for a surf then come in and do hair and makeup and film all day that was perfection for me surfing and working oh i love that 
Um, That's so cute. I know. It really is. And then, unsurprisingly, I did find a Tumblr post that was making a case for the fact that the real love story in this film is between Gia and Sydney. And it was like, it's queer coded. It is. Well, I don't, I think Sydney is giving straight girl, but yeah. Gia, I think, could be LGBT. Yeah. And I, I did love the point they made, which was that, like, Kona and Sydney have no arc. Like, it's the same. Mm-hmm. Whereas... Sydney and Gia have the classic movie arc of yes. like meet cute, which they literally bump into each other. Yeah. They have um, Lying, a, a betrayal. Deception. Exactly. And they compare it. It's like Cruel Intentions or 10 Things I Hate About You or oh, that's kind of not, not in the ways you think, but just in the fact that there's this thing of like, no, I did start out as a lie, but then I, I started right. to actually like you. Right. Um, or like She's All That was another one. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was funny. Um, so this movie was written by Jean Rosenberg. Um, she honestly does not have very many other credits. She wrote this movie called the young black stallion which is a 2003 horse movie that i saw the trailer for so many times as a kid really like i watched it and i was like this takes me back but i never saw it It was a horse girl movie but she wrote another horse girl movie too so i think that's like kind of her thing she loves well there's horses in this there is yeah so um this movie was directed by joyce chopra nothing else about her stood out she's done like some tv directing nothing really to say about that girly the music was by phil marshall we talked about him already because he did pixel perfect and i liked the score for this i liked like the spooky like women's vocals a little soap opera at times yeah i was with it though i liked really? it really yeah i wasn't with it to be honest that's okay so miss camilla bella sydney we obviously talked about her a bit at the beginning yes um some of her other roles she plays a young sandra bullock in practical magic yes and she's in one of the best yeah one of the best horror movies when a stranger calls 2006 that movie was important to us yeah i love that movie i love that i don't know if i would still like it now but i loved it when it came out you know i watched it like i want to say within the last five years and i thought it was still pretty good to be honest really? yeah i want to do a rewatch um and then she's also in that movie Ten Thousand bc which yeah. had like a huge budget and like did really well at the box office but was like panned by critics it's considered one of the worst films of 2008 and the trailer used to really scare me as a young person because it shows like the world like like it shows earth and then it shows like all the lights like going out because it's like prehistory when there were no there's no electricity. Oh my god, that's really... I don't like that. It's scary. She was also in this movie called um, From Prada to Nada, <laughs> which is like a terrible rom-com from, I think, like 2010. Oh my god. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 20%. Whoa. Low. Um, she's not really like doing that much acting these days. Like Her last thing was like an arc on Law & Order Organized Crime in 2022. She's not really like doing that much. What's she doing? Nothing? Well, she is, like, I guess acting, but just, like, nothing. She's calling Taylor Swift out on Twitter, a full-time job. But even that, it's been a while. <gasps> okay, so what has she been up to? I don't know. Her Instagram is, know. like, a lot of, like, throwbacks and just, like, her, like, living life. <gasps> okay, honestly, that's dream. I love it for her, honestly. She's so pretty, to be honest. She's so pretty. So Dwyer Brown is Ben the dad. Um, He plays Kevin Costner's dad in Field of Dreams, despite being younger than him. And he actually wrote a memoir that's partially about that movie called If You Build It. Um, but he's mostly done like TV guest star spots here and there. Stacey Hess is Gia. This is the only acting she's ever done. Um, and she's now a photographer and owns her own jewelry business and is like literally gorgeous. And she has a daughter. She's beautiful. She I looked at her Instagram. She's so pretty. 
Like what? Ugh, she's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Brian Stark is Kona. He has not acted since a very small role in a 2003 Malcolm in the Middle episode. <gasps> I yes, couldn't no, find anything about maybe. what he's doing now. I don't know what that man is up to. After Malcolm in the Middle, what else can you do? I don't know. The biggest achievement of anyone's young life. Yeah. That's, I wonder what he's up to. I have no idea. But you know what? It's ultimately not our business. Or is it? You're right, girl, because he's like out of the public eye. He's not acting anymore. Right. So. Um, Jean Mori, who plays Malia, hasn't really done much else big either, and she hasn't acted since was 2009. Was not in Star Trek? She was, but I don't know if she was like a big part of that. She was in, what was it? Star Trek um, 3. Something like that. Yeah, that's Star like her Trek, other main thing. The, she's search, the search for Spock. Okay, cool. Um, and then I'll briefly mention this person just because he's Disney Channel related. So Keon Young, who is Bo, that kind of like minor character that's like kind of helping them sell the house, but like doesn't want them to sell the house. He is the voice of the grandpa in American Dragon, Jake Long. <gasps> yes. Okay, yeah. love. Um, and there, Yeah, there's like not a lot of well-known people in this movie at all, which I actually yeah. kind of like. Yeah, I like it too. Um, it's time for us to rate Sydney and Kona. So this is our scale. Number one, we support this union. Number two, we have some notes. Number three, Lizzie, who are you going to believe? This boy who you are knowing your whole life or this boy who you're just meeting who says you shine like the light from the sun. A Lizzie McGuire quote, the Palo effect. Number four, get this person to a therapist stat. So Sarah, what are you giving our girl Sydney and Kona? Kona, get your ass to therapy. No, can you imagine? No, 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 no of course not. I am supporting them because, like, I don't know. I think there's a chance this is, like, puppy love, like, new girl, like, new place vibes. However, Kona is literally the perfect boyfriend. Mm -hmm. He can draw. He surfs. He skates. He's a good listener. He loves her. He, like, has close female friends. Like, he's just nothing but green flags. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, so... And also, he gave her the benefit of the doubt when everyone thought she was being sus. Like, Kona really has no flaws that i can see so i have to support it because like good for you sid yeah i gave it that too i feel like we don't know that much about especially her but from what we know it seems like they're both kind and thoughtful and like independent but Mm -hmm. also like they would be there for each other when they need them to be Mm -hmm. um I mean, they're so young that it's like, who knows where their relationship will go, how long Sydney will stay in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. But I support them, too, because they just seem like a good match. They both obviously seem like good people. Yeah. And they're cute. And honestly, the whisper translating scene was among the more romantic decom moments. I'm not saying it's like top. You're not saying it's top of the world. It's of course could never be top top of the world world. from motocross. But I do think it's a really sweet moment and it stands out to me yeah um okay so what's your favorite quote nora stop running from it ben pride open this lid you have clamped down so hard let it go let things heal yes that is the correct answer i condensed it down to just pry it open this lid you've got clamped down so hard because i really think you're only as sick as your secrets it's really true and non-binary loves you need to you know pry your shit open let it let it get some light in there. Air yeah. it out, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Totally. Um, okay, so if Rip Girls were a zodiac sign, this is a clear and resounding Pisces. Water. Water sign, the sign of the fish. I mean, Pisces are wise. They're a little bit psychic, and there's some moments like 
Like Sydney being in a house where she's like, yeah, I think I've been here, even though she was like too young to remember. Like yeah. also the scene where she like almost drowns, where she tells Malia, like, I felt like someone was like watching me from above. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. that low key could be interpreted as like she felt her mom. Yeah. There's some like psychic, like really spiritual, very wise, like connected with nature energy to this movie. Um, and I just think that's very Pisces. I also just think like, I don't know, like, like preserving things that that are like connected to our ancestors gives me pisces energy you know also like just like respecting the power of water because again pisces Mm -hmm. is like the most like mystical water sign yeah um and i just think this movie is also a lot about like sydney learning to trust her intuition rather than like her fears Mm -hmm. um and and pisces is um ruled by neptune which is the planet of intuition so yeah very pisces to me nora what's your rose and your thorn for rip girls Okay, my rose, even though I was hating and saying I didn't feel that much, was the fighting scene. Mm, Just because mm-hmm. I thought it was, yeah, like the most moment of intensity in the movie. Um, and I did like it. I just like still think this movie is just okay. But it was my favorite moment of this movie, the scene where they get in that big fight. And it's like drama, drama. Um, yeah, I think that's a really good one. <laughs> my rose is Gia. <laughs> you love Gia. I just think she's really like to me. She is the heartbeat of the film. I I totally get why you like Malia, but I just feel like the movie is really about Sydney and Gia in a weird way, especially because it's like about like the second generation besties, like the but continuation even of Malia about them? and Nani Loa. What is it even about? Them? I don't know. I just to me Gia like you I, I knew who she was the most for me personally, and I thought she was really natural, and I also felt she was really fun. Talk about a movie that you felt needed more fun. Yeah, she was a little bit more fun. Yeah, she, like, she made me laugh a lot. That's fine. Like, we disagree on Gia, but okay, she's kind of my queen. Okay. Um, and what's your thorn? Okay, my thorn was just an overarching feeling. I wrote, honestly, it was boring. No fun. <laughs> it was just in tone so serious, and yeah. they could have made it like... And the thing is, too, is I think they underutilized Gia because, like, mm-hmm. they didn't make her scenes fun. It's like, even if she had these, like, little tiny funny lines, there was no fun around her. It's like, let's have the kid stuff be really fun, and the adult stuff can be serious, and then the kid stuff is serious mm-hmm. at the end. But it just, like, it didn't have any changes in vibe like i just like really thought it was kind of a sleeper yeah i totally get it um i really do my thorn is just how one-dimensional specifically the dad was but also sydney too like i just didn't really think they were like real people they weren't fleshed out and therefore it just made like the emotional stakes a lot less there for me and honorable mention is the whale scene because that looked far too bad to be included in any film that makes it to yeah TV. that was bad sorry um, don't be sorry be real <laughs> and that brings us to our overall rating who's going first i feel like i should go first because i feel like i'll lose my nerve from okay okay you go first because listen i was really really excited to rewatch this movie it held a mysterious yet deep place in my heart from childhood um it feels very dated in some ways um it is i agree with you as you said so beautifully kind of a sleeper um it's like again the characters are just like so poorly fleshed out um i wish that i i think there was a lot of like stuff like i kind of alluded to this earlier that like could have been fleshed out more with like the central point being like her not feeling connected to her mom and then at the end feeling connected to her like they kind of like only half did that and it was like what like you wasted that 
However, um, I have nostalgia bias. This movie is like really comforting and safe to me and feels like childhood. Like it kind of feels spooky to me at times. I kind of like how like weird and boring it is. Um, but then again, like it's so predictable. Like you know right away like everything that's going to happen. You're like, oh, the mom died from surfing and we're not going to find out till the end. Like there's so many problems, but like there's a lot I like about it. And I like the lesson of like preserving something sacred from the past. And I like the lesson or I like the theme of like uncovering more about yourself. So very long uh winded way to say that i'm giving it a b minus i know that may shock you i mean (laughs) i'm trying to think of movies you've given like i gave like right on track a b minus yeah so okay yeah yeah so i felt almost exactly the same about this movie that i felt about right on track yeah i thought so of just like to me if like the bones are good but i'm bored watching a movie that's supposed to be for children like children have less attention like they have shorter attention spans than me and i'm like this movie is so boring Mm -hmm. i feel like kids movies need some bells and whistles and i just thought this was so slow Mm -hmm. i thought it was like the lesson was beautiful and we got these like little snippets of beautiful lines but it wasn't like the lesson was like it wasn't like the dialogue was super impactful like other than that one quote i kind of was like eh. yeah and i just felt like the no sorry camilla but the lead girl like i didn't feel i don't know her or care about her journey literally at all and that's kind of how i felt right on track of like there's nothing that's like shockingly bad but i also have to think like i gave twitches a c minus mm-hmm. i think twitches has more problems than this movie but it's also like entertaining and memorable. This movie to me is not memorable whatsoever. I don't care. So I gave it a C. Yeah. No, I, I felt think- the same. I felt right on track of just like, I'll never think about this movie ever again and I'll never watch it ever again. Yeah. And so I can't go above a C if I'm never going to feel compelled to watch it again. Nora, I think that's completely fair and valid. And I will also say that like, when I was I read a couple things of like people ranking this movie like when they were like doing like decom lists mm-hmm. and like I saw so many people that are probably around my age or a little older being like this movie was a lot like more boring than I remembered but like for some reason I still like it and I'm putting it pretty high so if any of you like me are like ooh rip girls haven't seen it in years sounds mysterious then sorry to be so rude no Nora not at all we literally need different perspectives in this world okay love and if people could just understand that and talk to each other and sound out, wow. then maybe the world would be a better place. Wow. She's giving Jonah. <laughs> I'm setting a boundary and that's you have to agree with me on everything I say. Um, and if you don't, this podcast is ending. Um, and it's fine. I wish you all the happiness, but this podcast will end if you don't agree with me on everything. Yeah. So we're now going to give you our drinking game rules for Rip Girls. They are as follows. Drink every time Sydney's dad worries about her. Drink every time someone gets hurt in water. Drink every time Sydney learns something new about her mom. Drink every time you see the picture of Sydney's mom. Drink every time there's an animal on screen. Finish your drink when Sydney says, you're a poet. I didn't expect it. I don't know. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Love. And that's Rip Girls, guys. Thanks for listening. listening. We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.